0: Oh, shit. Born with a heart full of neutrality. Their currency is blood. I hear music. Their music human screams. That's how I receive it, too. What makes a man turn neutral? I taped over my Luther Vandross mix. My goodness. What singing group is that? Edible music. I tried to taste it. What <laughs> is it now work. The Wolfgang Band? Just close your eyes, wave your hand side to side, and you'll be just fine. Trust me, you'll fit right in. Heyo,
1: this is Ducky here to welcome you to Genre Neutral, the only podcast dedicated to prospecting gems from the vast and mystical frontier we call music. From Brooklyn bass to Afro-punk, we absorb sound and reverberate only the dopest, back to you, the listener.
0: Now you're looking at a man that's getting kind of mad, I had a lot to look it's all been bad No matter how I struggle and strive I'll never get out of
1: this world alive so This is Ducky and Funky Man Anton and we are chilling around the fire pit with our homie Tim who's come to uh, hang out with us and uh, stew about some music. What up? This is Tim. Nice. <laughs> He's uh, enjoying some cocktails, some shine. And uh, campfire yeah. going on here Yep, getting cozy around the campfire Enjoying these early spring nights in Seattle uh, Last time you were over here, we uh, had a pretty sweet discussion about Roy Orbison uh, You seem to know a lot more about him than I did <laughs> Which was pretty impressive uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I was hoping you might want to talk about that again Dwell into that some more
2: Yeah, sure.
1: Drop some, you know, song titles, school us a bit. Yeah.
2: Well, for sure, like, um, my dad was always into, like, country music quite a bit. And records, obviously. And um, I think in 2020, like, I started listening to Roy Orbison again because... There's this guy on Sub Pop, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, um, his album was called Pony, uh, I'll think of his name here in a second, but anyways he's a, he's a younger guy and if you listen to his music it really like sounded like Roy Orbison like a lot and I, sh- I bought the record and I showed it to my dad and um, my dad ended up pulling out some Roy Orbison records and then, like you know, during the lockdown we were just like jamming listening to that stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah it's you know he's obviously like a legend I think Orbison is from Texas It is country but it's also got you know like um music definitely like has like some rockabilly undertones Oh yeah to it definitely as well. yeah
1: Yes he's got um, some sweet love ballads too Yeah
2: the sweet love ballads are <laughs> probably probably what he's best known
1: for Yes that's what I'm more familiar with is the love ballads but yeah you were over here last time You were playing some of the songs That it was much more Of the traditional Yeah, country Somewhat sad Somewhat Americana So that mm-hmm. was very cool
2: Yeah, so I'll, um, I'll pull him up here It's like some of the songs I was just like thinking of um, There's one song That I know I showed you first uh, That is not Very much out of his um, Sort of like known Genre And it's called uh, I Drove All Night and I I think this was released like very late into his career and it sounds very different from a lot of his other songs but it's a very cool driving like hard rock it's not hard rock but it's like a driving like rock song you think you'd like listen to like driving alone on a highway at night (laughs) like and that that is what it is he's like driving alone trying to get to his like girl Um, and it's called like I Drove All Night and it's just like what I mean by like when I say driving, I don't mean like like driving a car. I'm talking about like it's like a driving rock song. It's like, oh, gotcha. You know, like nice. you feel like you're on like a quest. Yeah, to get to your girl's
0: place. Man. Yeah, you,
2: <laughs> you got to go see your girl. Um, another song of his that like really hits me is this song, crying. And again, this is another one of his songs that. Oddly, like hit me from like a different like place and this one um, the first time I heard the song was actually in David Lynch's Mulholland Drive.
1: Ah uh, yeah. If
2: you guys are familiar with that movie, Definitely. there's a scene where the lady is in like, a theater in LA and she's like singing this song Llorando, which is
1: crying in Spanish. Yeah.
2: So it's a Spanish cover a um, much more like ballady like version of the song crying that's a really famous song of his and that kind of fits more into like, his like sadder yeah
1: um, wow kind of cool Country stuff. so she did a cover of it in Maholland Drive
2: in Spanish and in it Spanish was, like, that's awesome it, yeah it's I mean that version's like really beautiful and then I realized that that was actually a Roy Orbison song and I think it's actually an album of his too and it's a really well known You know, I mean, he, he just has, like, a ton of, like, other songs. But that, that's sort of, like, where that came from. Because I wouldn't say my dad's a huge, like, country head. But he loves listening to some of, like, that older stuff. Like, Waylon Jennings.
1: Nice. Yeah. Roy totally
2: Orbison. Right. Um, even though my dad's, like, totally not, like, a honky-tonk, like, throwing beer cans in the bar type of guy. Right.
1: He doesn't <laughs> have a giant belt buckle or anything like that? No.
2: <laughs> Apparently, he really likes that type of stuff. Which, uh... Yeah, I definitely grew up on that stuff, and I really like it. So that's um, sort of where my background and love of that type of music comes from. So.
1: Nice. Right on. I like it. Well, it's sadder songs and just sad music in general. It's always been hard for me to listen to because, you know, it brings up emotions, stirs things up, which I don't really like usually. Uh, but I have noticed, especially after... You bringing up the cover of Crying that, you know, if it's not in English, I'm, it's much easier for me to listen to. I, I feel the pain, but I don't, or I can sense the emotion and the sadness, but it doesn't yeah. pull up my heartstrings as much. Um, but, you know, I'm growing more accustomed to yeah. sad, sad music and...
2: Um, and I just, just remembered this guy I mentioned earlier. Um, so this guy on Sub Pop, his name is Orville Peck. I don't know if you guys.
1: Oh yeah, you know, I love sh- that dude. Showing them yeah.
2: Kind of, you know, in his like red cowboy thing. If you listen to a lot of Roy Orbison, and then you listen to this album, you can see like a straight like line that this yeah. guy made. I mean, clearly a lot of influence. Um, Very. Good. This guy's songs too. I like the names of them, and, you know, if you know the album, it's like like Buffalo Run, Queen of the Rodeo.
1: Yes, Queen of the Rodeo, I know that song. Yeah.
2: Roses Are Fallen, Hope to Die. I don't hope to die, but, you know. Kind of, like, those are sort of, like, I think that that's one thing with sort of some kind of country and Americana music that's interesting is, uh, there's a lot of pain in it, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if that is not being, like, a rancher or coming from the country. I don't know if that's um, due to, like, the hard lifestyle or if that's just, like, something that... Maybe that, like, just like in, like, hip-hop, how they like to uh, talk about whatever they talk about, maybe... (laughs) I think
3: it's just because the the origin of country at its roots is bluegrass and blues music. Mm -hmm. Um, And even what is that old, like, banjo music, Appalachian... Hill, yeah hillbilly stuff oh, that's really yeah. the origins of country and blues blues itself is actually from you know just country folk playing the banjo then making melodies out of it and it's like it's really interesting history there but yeah
2: the, it's inherently a sad you know sad music and about sad things <laughs> yeah it tends to be about sad things like and they have like dark like it can be really dark like alcoholism. Yeah you know you, there's the people make fun of some country there's really not much except for like honestly I think it's more like of the commercial stuff yeah. that like sucks where they're talking about like their dogs and their like cows kind of and pickup stuff. trucks and stuff yeah I don't think that, that like that's not very like common in like real country have you listened to Coulter Wall at all I've not no. oh he's a
3: great country artist oh nice very very young but he's got the voice of like Johnny Cash or something cool um but yeah, one of his most popular songs is about him murdering this girl that cheated on him and how he's in prison for the rest of his life, basically. And yeah. yeah, it's like,
2: boom, classic, right. instant country classic. <laughs> well, you bring up a great point, actually, because, um, you know, another album that we listened to, me and my dad, like, during the lockdown, I picked up um, the Johnny Cash Lab at Folsom Prison. Mm-hmm. I just um, listened to that, too. That's yeah, a it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, but it's funny, because... Johnny Cash, he talks about, I mean, what it, like, what, I'll pull up the album just so we can like, but you know, there's like A Boy Named Sue is like a big one on there, but he has like uh, songs that he writes about, or topics that he writes about that are totally not who he is. Like yeah. Johnny Cash didn't like murder anybody. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though those are his songs, like he never went to like, like Johnny Cash never went to, well, I think he might have gone to the different, I don't think he went to like
3: I think his his mess the intent behind those as far as I was aware is those are the stories he's heard growing up from people around oh. him. So he's just trying to convey that lifestyle. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I understood.
2: Yeah, I think that that's totally correct. And I mean he obviously does a great job of it and um,
3: Oh yeah. And it kind of reminds me of Tyler the Creator who admittedly is like, "Oh, I grew up, you know, wealthy and well" But I have family and friends that are from that life, so that's what, the kind of art that I
2: wanted to portray was, like, this hard rap music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah, and I love that Folsom Prison album. It's great, like, you hear the prisoners, like, cheering in the background. Yeah, it's a great album. (laughs) That must have been, like, the best thing that happened. These guys in there for life, like get a great artist like that to come in it must be like the best day of like the rest of their lives you know? for sure <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> alright back to the that. salt mines yeah. tomorrow boys <laughs> like Jesus oh man Whoa. yeah won't see daylight for a month but yeah. <laughs> back to the hole <laughs> yeah. yeah it's interesting how uh, I, you know I, I guess my like the way I've grown up it's interesting that people, a lot of people, don't understand how similar country like themes are to like a lot of music that we all listen to. For some reason, like we're you know in Seattle growing up, but here there's a lot of hatred towards country music, and I never really understood it. And I think it was I think it was a misunderstanding. You know, like they have they have their songs about the cocaine blues. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Nico Case is one of my favorite country artists. She's from Tacoma. Yeah. She's oh, that's true. Right yeah. on. <laughs> Well, we have, um, what's her name, Brandi Carlisle. She's kind of more a singer-songwriter, I guess, but she does into like that kind of country songwriter. Um, bill as well. I've been listening to some of her lately, too. I'm admittedly not the hugest fan, but she's been growing on me. I don't I don't know Brandi Carlisle at all, actually. She's from, um, Ravensdale. She's done a lot of work with Pearl Jam, but... Of, the, of herself, she's like a very Incredibly successful artist okay. uh, She I, I was actually reading her bio a little bit ago A couple months back It was pretty cool It sounded like she grew up in Ravensdale It's so like the southeastern King County area
1: No, oh, I had never even heard of it Ravensdale?
2: It's, it's called Ravensdale Wow Alright um, It's out there <laughs> It sounds like it, yeah <laughs> Yeah.
3: Sounds like it might uh, be in Idaho.
2: Yeah. Well it's in King County though. <laughs>
3: yeah, but King County's crazy. You leave King County for like an hour and then you drive back into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely uh it's definitely
2: on like the foothills. Um, but she yeah, she grew up like really kind of out in the sticks and I I think she just sort of like picked up her bags one day and like I think she like went to Hollywood and was like, I'm like gonna give this a shot. Yeah totally made it. that's how, how you gotta do it yeah <laughs> nice yeah it's a pretty interesting story I'd recommend checking out her stuff I, I don't know the name of her album her, there was one album that was like her breakout probably like in the mid 2000s like 07 maybe
1: oh but, so she's been around for a while yeah
2: oh I thought she was like new but she's cool I mean she she does a lot of stuff with like, uh, Seattle rock artists and recently they did a tribute to Chris Black holes yeah. Uh, or oh, I think I might have heard that. Soundgarden tapped her to sing uh, his part and that, which is pretty cool. She's okay. got a very manly voice. <laughs> I don't know if it's manly, it's just she's got range, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm yeah, just yeah. She's got that <laughs> range. She's got a passionate Cornelow. voice. Which, that was actually, you know, it's a good pivot. Um, I don't think you were living here, Evan, but are you living here in Tomlin when Cornell passed
3: away? I don't know who Cornell is, honestly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There we go. This is why I love it. Black Hole Sun, you said? Yeah. yeah he's,
2: uh, he's the lead singer of Soundgarden. Soundgarden? Yeah. Okay. Like I a, know the group. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The group. It was like a very poppy. I think this must have been 2017, 2018. KXP, I think, like, like, pivoted immediately to, like, playing, like, Cornell... Or if not Cornell songs, like... Uh, like, if it wasn't, like, a song that he was on, it would be, like, a song, like, directly related to him. Right. because you know? he was an audio slave. yes um, For sure. In Soundgarden. But so if it wasn't, like, Soundgarden, it would, like, be would like be, like, well, this famous rock show that Nirvana was on there playing, a Nirvana show. And um, I actually ended up that day going to the the KXP, like, their space down there, like, the, the sheriff's space, what they call it. Right, down in Queen Anne, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, man, people were just, like, crying and the DJs were, like, telling these stories. Because it, it, it really felt like this weird, odd day where, like, as Seattle grows and all the stuff gets overtaken by Amazon, <laughs> it, it really had this, like, really sad... Uh,
1: like the end of an era?
2: The end of an era
1: that he's, he's day. He's not like,
2: even that old, right? No, he wasn't
3: that old. Yeah. No. I mean, but, I can't imagine anyone that got famous in the 80s or 90s is really that old right Yeah,
1: now. no. No. Um, for sure.
2: Yeah, and, you know, like, he was, like you know, all these, like, stars from Seattle rock have, like, died, and he was sort of, like, one of the last, like, really true, like, stars of that time, and when he passed away, there was, the, there really was this, like, aura of sadness around the Seattle music uh, community that day, because, you know, it, it just really felt like it was, like, another pillar in the changing of Seattle, being, like, stricken away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a pretty powerful day. But it was, I will say, like, props to KXP, because that was, like, a really emotional experience. Oh, yeah.
1: We were talking yeah, about somebody. But we want you to talk about oh, yeah. John Prine again. Is that his name? Yeah, John Prine. Nice. Uh, legend. Legend.
0: Um, when I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand, thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar... And start a rock and roll band Check into a swell hotel Ain't they afterlife grand? And then I'm gonna get a cocktail Vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette That's nine miles long I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl On the tilt of the world Cause this old man is going to town Then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. <laughs> I'm going to open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody who ever done me any harm. Why, well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a pint of Smithics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm going to get a cocktail Vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette That's nine miles long I'm going to kiss that pretty girl On the tilt to World Yeah, this old man is going to town He definitely
2: Was oddly like I mean, he's, he's been famous, like, forever, but he had a big sort of, like, kind of comeback in the sense that he passed away in 2020, but also had some music come out.
1: And he's a country singer as well? Cool.
2: Yep. He's um country Americana. Um, I think he's from, like, definitely very famous for, like, the Nashville area, but I think he grew up in Chicago and stuff, too. But he... He was definitely the first, like, notable celebrity to die of COVID-19. Um, so he, he died early on. It was, uh, I mean, he, he'd been in poor health for a while. If you look at pictures of him, I think he had, like, um, throat cancer. Like, his throat was all messed up. Probably from, like, years of smoking and yeah. drinking and stuff. Oh, my
1: God. I actually know who you're talking about now.
2: Um, but, yeah, he... Uh, I think it was back in March, you know, he, he got COVID and he was one of the first, you know, March 2020. I mean, that was really when COVID really kind of yeah. hit. He was definitely, like, the first, like, notable celebrity to pass away from COVID. And it was interesting because it, it really hit for a lot of people. And I've his. Uh, you guys might have heard his, probably his most well-known song is uh, Sam Stone. And oh. it's a song about um, a guy coming back from Vietnam and becoming a heroin junkie. And, like, just how that happens to people. Yeah. But it, it's just, like, a that was sort of, like, his, like, songwriting style. He would, like, write about people and um, experiences, not ever looking down on them, just writing about it. But one thing I thought was interesting, here in Seattle, there's a skate park over in... South Seattle at Jefferson Park, there's a skate park, on a big bowl there. I was just walking around one day. Somebody had, like, tagged it with a big, like, Sam Stone. Oh, cool. And then when they had the Chop thing, somebody, one of the murals that people did for Chop was, like, this huge uh, mural of John Prine. And then I've also seen his name, like, tagged other places in Seattle, like, but, like, by different people. Like, you could tell it wasn't, like, the guy who did the thing at the skate park, But they'll write Sam Stone. I've seen it, like, three different places. I saw it at the skate park once, down in Ballard, and um, I think, actually, uh, Gasworks, too. People just write Sam Stone down. It's, you know, it's got a lot of, like, resonance to our current times with, like, the opioid crisis. Right. I was just going to bring that up. Well, I think uh, maybe we should, like, since we're on death, we can't not talk about DMX today then,
1: huh? Ooh, man, you are really good with these pivots. (laughs) <laughs> you were just like picking them up, boom, like breadcrumbs. It's amazing. Well, yeah, DMX passed away. I was shocked. He, like, were you? I mean, I lo- I don't know. He's 50 years old. Yeah, that's pretty shocking. The one, honestly.
2: the one thing that I found shocking about it was like how um, It'd be like if Too Short and E 40 were dead right now. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I I just never yeah, really knew. A, I didn't know one. like how well liked DMX was. Like. I don't know it, Like it, I guess I was shocked this week By like every time I went on to Twitter He was trending And like how many people Were talking about him And I'm like What did he really do though Like
3: Cradle to the grave With Jet Li <laughs> Oh that movie Yeah oh, Okay that's true He
2: was an actor Yeah So that was I mean Multi hyphen Are you kidding me <laughs> Yeah I guess I was like Just thinking like musically, like look, I know that he was huge, like for like a year,
3: for like, two or three years. Yeah. yeah,
2: did he really have like any? Other Rough Riders
3: stuff? was big when he was yep. with, like with them. Ninety nine, two thousand. He came out of like one or two good albums on his own, and then he just dropped off. Okay. Then he did the whole Fire Island thing, right? Or no, that wasn't. Was that? No, the that AMA? was Jaw Rule. Jaw Rule. That was ja <laughs> oh, ja oh, <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, my yeah. bad. Another
2: New another <laughs> um, York rapper from the fucking mid-2000s. I, I think it would have been, like, very different if I was from the East Coast. I, you know. Yeah. That's something that, like, DMX really never meant too much to me. So I, I, get, I was, like, caught off guard by how... Because, like, legitimately, like, it was, like, people, like, respected in the music industry. It wasn't just, like, Twitter, like, being, like, what?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen Belly, though, right? I mean, he's amazing I've seen in Belly. Belly. yeah. That's the movie that made me love him. Plus, I just loved his, like, whole stage presence and, like, the character he played as a rapper. Yeah. Like, this aggressive, angry fucker. Yeah. That just wasn't afraid with of all, anyone. With all, with all his pit bulls. Yeah.
2: Wrath. He, I mean, he definitely, like, sort of gave... He's the first, like, rapper that I remember, like, giving, like... Credence to like the, like the black motorcycle gang like thing, Indeed which that is a thing. I mean, you know, like man, you know, you go to some like cities where there's like a bigger black population, you'll see some big motorcycle gangs just rolling around doing what they oh, yeah.
1: do. Motorcycle gangs scare the shit out of me.
2: Well, I like the black ones because they they drive cooler bikes, in my opinion.
1: Well, I will miss DMX. R.I.P. My man. Indeed. I'll probably watch Belly sometime this week.
2: Can you give a quick little, like, recap of that movie for me?
1: Um. oh boy, now Is it a love I story? Now yeah. I feel no, no, quizzed. I can't. It's a
3: good movie. Uh, it opens with DMX and Nas, and they go run up inside a club, and you think that they're just gonna rob this place. Yeah. No, they just murder them, and <laughs> steal their fucking stash of the club owner. Oh. Then they leave, and it's like, yep, that's just everyday life for us. <laughs> right. That's right.
1: Yeah. And uh, then he goes home and makes. And so love then, to his woman. yeah, then they make love. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, then DMX is like, oh man, like I don't want to just be like this like lowly thug anymore. I want to like move up in the world. He, he meets with the this Jamaican gangster who's like head of like uh, crime in his area. I don't know. Sure. That's the yeah. premise, kind of. And he's like, oh, you want to be like a top dog, alright, He's like, I-, I got this. He's like, you want to move up in the organization? go to Jamaica, kill this guy for me, and he's like, you can take all his business, basically. So the scene where he kills him is actually hella dope. Oh, yeah. He's in Jamaica, and DMX is gonna be this homeless guy, and he just runs up on
2: him.
1: Yeah, it was pretty slick. Just, like,
3: snaps him, then, like, takes off the homeless gear just thugs down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I,
2: I gotta say, I forgot that. DMX wasn't after,
3: so... And then, yeah, the rest of the movie is, like, kind of retaliation back at DMX. It's, it's, it's very much a Scarface plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost, like, <laughs> almost exactly the uh, Scarface, but with DMX here. and those, those movies don't tend to be, like, the most... <laughs> like, they
2: don't have the biggest breadth to them. Either, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, basically, he oversteps, and then DMX has to get put down. I think Nas makes it through the whole thing yes. and then gets with DMX's woman at the end, Yep. if I um, remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. So Nas. Nas is really a sneaky little dog the whole time trying to get in there and trying to just play it cool
2: uh, Well, that's why Nas got shot on the island back in 89 but... <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Well, let's talk about that. I didn't know he was shot in 89 Oh, that's from... I. Yeah,
2: what is that? I think that's from his song, like, One Mic oh. Maybe it's from... I don't know. I just remember that there's this one, like, line in a Nas song I can't remember which one he's like talking like how you were like he was he was chilling stuck in the seat beats bumping something while on the Allen 89 and then he got like shot or something but then he like went to the hospital and came back got stitched up came back the very next day and I think he like <laughs> shot somebody I gotta look up that like it's a great song
1: I mean yeah I mean you had it you I could feel the melody it almost coming it almost yeah died. it was <laughs> yeah. almost there. it was almost there I almost <laughs> could figure out what song it was so I'm impressed. Yeah, let me see, it's like melodic storytelling,
3: <laughs> a, ar- arithmetic, melodic storytelling.
1: So would you say you're more East Coast rap or West Coast rap?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think probably overall, like probably more East Coast, but I do like a lot of West Coast rap, though. Like I really like Tupac a lot. But I do think I can like listen endlessly
1: more to East Coast rap. Nice, yeah, I would agree. It's the one I always go back to. Yeah. Most frequently. Yeah. And I'm sort of shocked that you're not more of a DMX fan then. Yeah, I was just I mean, a different I'm part a, of the East, East Coast. I'm East Coast
3: fan. I do not like DMX. Yeah. Honestly, I think I appreciate his music. Yeah. I wouldn't say I listen to it as regularly as I listen to a lot of other east coast. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely wasn't a gangstar more than DMX.
3: Gangstar EPM D. Yeah. yeah. Any anyone like anyone from uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels so j roo or Afu, Afu ra uh, anyone from Brand Nubian? Like I'll fucking oh, put on yeah. Lord Jamar's album before I listen to <laughs> a DMX album, so it's like
1: all right. Good I point. Know. I do I have to agree with that.
3: Onyx well. uh Alchemist. Right. <laughs> fucking...
1: Leaders yeah. of the new school. Yeah,
3: sure. Busta Rhymes, like his latest yeah. album was fucking. Oh man, shit. yeah, yeah no, that album was that phenomenal.
2: Holy shit, I was blown the Surprising, the, the Busta came back and Busta. We shouldn't oh, be surprised oh, that Busta Well, I'm just
3: happy that yeah. he adapted his style to like the new times. Cause like, I'm yeah, I'm not surprised that he can make good music. But the last, I don't know, what you hear from people that old these days is they're kind of stuck in their ways. And it's yeah. like it's really refreshing to hear like some really good. Modern shit With the same kind of Buster flow Oh yeah it. Like
1: He evolved And he Yeah He collaborated With good artists Yeah
3: I mean it reminds me A little bit of Lil' Kim's latest album I wasn't a huge fan of it It was It was kinda Retro in the sense of Like The style But it was good She did a She did a good job In general
2: I have to say I've not been listening To a lot of hip hop Over the past few years Um I don't know why It's really as the world Has like gone to listening to only hip-hop, or not hip-hop. What is that, like... What's the name of, like, that music, like, the SoundCloud rappers, like, that they... Like, the southern, like... Trap music? Trap, I think that's the term I'm looking for. Like, all the beats are the same. Like, they're very similar. They're these, like, kind of, like, lo-fi... Like, the stuff that those... uh, The guys who were... Migos? Migos. That's yeah. right. I was, I was like, I was like, the guys were like, scrolling in in the, the kitchen. Awesome. <laughs> they were, yeah.
3: Um, no, Migos. I, that's my one complaint about them is that all their beats sound like exactly the same. I can't tell their music apart sometimes. I'm like, is this their latest album or their first album or like, I don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, one thing I will say, I have listened to. A I little do bit. like the Migos. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is what is it? Migos Chil- and children, Young Thug. Chilling in like the kitchen, wrist flipping like a stir fry. And the nice. Wrist flipping like a stir fry. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And the kitchen wrist flipping like a stir fry. That's what. Rain <laughs> <a> rap. <weird>. Uh <laughs> Southern yeah. rap is cool.
1: Oh man. Yeah.
2: That I think is like something I need to hear more about. Well, do you listen
3: to ASAP Rocky at all?
2: Yeah, I love ASAP. RR.
3: Okay, yeah, because he's nice. heavily influenced by No Limit Soldiers and like everyone, everything that Massive yeah. E did. So I love ASAP because he's like coming hard out of New York, but he's got this hard southern influence
2: that's yeah. really fucking nice. That's cool. Uh, NPR did a really cool project like a year ago or something. It was called The South Got Something to Say. And it was oh, cool. a bunch of DJs from NPR Music kind of collaborating and they put together what they called like the, su- they called, like, the Southern Rap Canon <laughs> you guys know you when know, they talk about like the canon of literature like they're referring to like the the books that like are must reads and like certain genres or whatever oh okay so this is like the canon of Southern Rap that they put together but it's cool it kind of tracks from the early 80s like the 2 Live Crew
1: nice yeah
2: Uh, All the way up to the present But uh, like the thing It's like right now Like that southern rap style I mean it is just That is everything That's on the airwaves Like I mean I'll pull I'll pull it up on the Spotify Top 100 in America right now There's like not a rock song on there Like the kids do not listen to Things with guitars at all (laughs) No it's a guitar (laughs) free era This is a guitar free (laughs) This is the guitar free future We were not promised
1: Oh man That's, That's sort of a bummer Yeah because everyone's just making beats at their house now. Well, I mean,
3: if you think about it, if you can. I, I don't. I don't know much about music, but their perspective. If you can make the same sound synthetically, why bring an artist in that can play the guitar? Like, why not just make that with a button on my goddamn beat pad? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah
3: that's what they say but the problem is you a you can't do that no and, that's what i'm saying i don't yeah, know anything about music so yeah. i don't know if it's just it's a little cocky, more complicated it's than that it's a cocky yeah. attitude that people have or what what it is no,
2: no it, it's really just taste though i mean like <laughs> i mean here here's the top i'll just say it's going give be like the top 10 so one is little nas x there's a beaver song which beaver like basically steals it's those beats now always so. on top though yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, I don't know who that is. Cardi B, that's actually that song. Up's actually pretty tight. I gotta say, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. That song, all right. that song is legit. <laughs> I gotta um,
1: check that one out.
2: Mast Wolf, I don't know who that is. But Lil Taz, Dua Lipa, Bruno Mars. So it's like it's either it's like Southern trap or pop, basically. That's mm-hmm. all that they're like Drake. That's all they're listening to. Drake, Doja Cat. Ooh, I like her. It's like these pe- these kids aren't listening to anything though There's like Weekend songs that have been on the fucking chart For like a year Bad Bunny They're listening to Bad Bunny <laughs> Horrible
3: I hate Bad Bunny <laughs> yeah. Bad, Bad Bunny it's really like not it. good Because I like porn <laughs> music And I'm like there's so much better If you like reggaeton There's so much better fucking reggaeton
2: out there Like, Are you fucking kidding me You know I was telling you about how I met some kids Camping this summer Oh yeah one of the girls was um, this Puerto Rican girl, and I was talking to her about music, and like she just like went off about she hates Bad Bunny so much. Yeah, and I think he's from Puerto Rico, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, would be
2: surprised because they're they're U.S. territory. That makes sense
3: why he'd be so popular. Because it's easy to import yeah. their art
2: for free basically. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they just molded him out of Puerto Rican clay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, and it just brought him
2: here on a, on a no customs flight.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I... Reggaeton is one of my least listened to, least favorite genres. I gotta say, Christian music bottom of the barrel. Okay. i was glad to hear even, that. You know, I'll, I'll even listen to mo- Muslim religious music before I listen to Christian. Music. Well, some of that Muslim shit, bang. No, I know. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty good. Like some of that shit that ISIS was listening but to, I'm
1: like, dude. It's like... Wow, you two are hilarious. But no, like,
3: but reggaeton's down there. It's it's in the bottom with all that shit. I don't really... Reggaeton is like horrible to
2: me. It's interesting because it doesn't... Like all the song Again, like, they, they do sound the same. It's like... Yeah, but, but,
3: but, but, that's why
2: but, I hate it. And it's like just like, yeah, it's really weird that there's not. <laughs> that's a hell of a impersonation yeah. of it too. Like, yeah. It's really weird that there's <laughs> I was like I'm there's thinking not... of like ten songs right now. Like... Oh yeah, no, they all like they all have that, and it's like it's it's in that same um, like timestamp too. It's like yeah. they don't even like slow it up or
1: like <laughs> speed it up.
2: They don't do anything. They just like rap over it and then put a little bit of melody, and like that's all it is. Like. It's bizarre. I understand it in the sense that, like, like it is, like, if you're in the club and, like, dancing, like, dance hall type shit, like, that's going to be, that's going to work out well because, like, when you talk about, like, salsas or some other, like, dancing musics, like, like especially some of, like, the afro caribbean like, rhythms and whatnot, there are, like, just specific, like, rhythms that you, like, hit, like
3: about mindless like drug like dance parties sure there's a lots of beats that are really fun to listen to <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: it's not music
3: though. <laughs> well it's, it's
2: just interesting that they have like created an entire genre off a single beat well it makes me wonder people that are like really into edm
3: it's like do you listen to music outside of being high on ecstasy and yeah, at a club
2: because
3: they... do you hear this shit like on your way to work Cause if you do, I seriously have an issue with that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would be concerned. If it's 8 a.m. and you're just like,
0: boom, 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 boom,
1: boom, I'm like,
3: holy yeah. fucking shit, dude. Also, I can, can we like, ex- simmer it down. I ex- experienced
2: this recently. <laughs> listen
1: to some Roy Orbison. Yeah,
2: yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy, my buddy down in Oregon, he's a huge drum and bass head, and I, I don't get it. Like, she can't, um, she can't listen to like, well, she can, but she. She will listen to that stuff at 8 a.m. and I'm like, how? how? How do you survive like this? But I need. Some she's listen. She's she's a big like burner and she's like listened to that stuff like so long that it's like it's like that's like what suits her
1: somehow. Wow, it's like white noise for her. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you can drive. Whereas to- me, it's like nails on chocolate. I mean,
3: that's why I listen <laughs> to Bobby McFerrin's Don't worry, be happy. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I saw him live me.
1: yeah that was a great show live that's for sure makes me want to learn how to whistle better <laughs> he definitely makes me a good whistle
3: that's awesome
1: that sounds like a horribly
3: annoying concert everyone trying to whistle like,
1: <laughs> 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 he's like alright
3: guys like, yeah. let me do this
1: <laughs> Bobby I'm here with you <laughs> Jesus. Oh man That's probably what I sounded like For sure Because I was like 10 I think That's it for this episode of Genre Neutral The only podcast that prospects The depths of sound and artistry For dope gems that inspire Connecting you with new cultures Fresh music And the most hyphy perspectives on life I'm your host as always Duckman Thank you for joining us On this journey
0: Be sure to check out Genre Neutral on all social platforms.